to Afraid Not Podcast with Jill McCormick and Robin Wall. We believe that our stories matter and make us who we are. Every other week, we invite guests to join us and share their stories. Even though our stories have nots, we are not afraid. Our stories are afraid. They are not perfect. We believe the truth of our mess makes us stronger. We hope that God uses these stories to encourage and strengthen your faith as you trust in Him. Our theme verse is Colossians 1, 17, which says, And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together, even our frayed knots. podcast listeners. I'm Jill McCormick. And I'm Robin Wall. And you're listening to Afraid Not. This is episode number 81 with Jamie Smith King. And Jamie is a worship leader who has changed the lives of many people just by allowing the Lord to use her musical gifts. She is a wife. She's a mom. She is a sister in Christ. She is an awesome example. I'm so happy that she came on our show today. She has inspired me and she's hopefully going to inspire all of you listeners. So um, she's talking today about some great topics. Well, first of all, she's going to tell us about a new music project that she has coming out. She has this Christmas CD coming out, and we're going to talk about that. She's also going to talk about talk about a time in her 20s, right out of college, when she got attacked by the enemy and the lies that he told her and, and things that she questioned and how she managed to come on the other side of that. And I felt like... All of us need to hear this. We're all at times under some serious attack, or maybe our loved ones are. And this gave me a lot of hope today, remembering all these things that she shares. So listen in, everyone. Thank you for joining us, Jamie. We're so excited to have you. I am honored to be with you both. Thank you for having me. We're thrilled to pieces. We have a big star, you guys. Jamie Smith is with us. Oh my goodness. And this is she's, a big gift. Yeah. she's shaking her head like, no. But you guys, I knew her when. I knew her when. Listeners, I go. The question is, when what? <laughs> <laughs> well, in college, I was a starry eyed freshman at Oklahoma Baptist University looking up to Jamie, who I knew through our university chorale, singing together. I knew her through our campus club that we were both in, Theta Sigma Chi, and watched from a distance with all those fun shows. OBU does a fall show, a spring show, and it was so much fun. And I don't think, Jamie, you had no idea that I was one of those people watching and just being inspired by your love for the Lord your joy that was contagious on your face. And I am one of the people that is just so grateful that our paths crossed with you. And so to have you on our show today is really cool. I'm, I'm very, very excited, tickled pink, that you're here. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny how, you know, in college, we're all just trying to figure out what we're <laughs> supposed to do with our lives. And I was really no different than you. I was just trying to figure out how to follow Jesus. And as we all know, that's really hard to do, you know, to die to yourself and to trust him with your future. So I am flattered that you were looking up to me, but you you need to know that my life was just a mess. And <laughs> I was just trying to learn how to grow up. And what OBU did for me was 
I mean, I, I can't talk enough about that wonderful place, OBU, but I learned just as much outside the classroom as I did in, because I just had a lot of growing up that I needed to do, a lot of maturing. And thankfully, you know, God provided relationships that helped me do that. You know, there are those people that you can think of. It's like, wow, that person is in a different place with the Lord than I am. And I want to know how to get there. And so in particular, our campus minister at the time, Otis Compton, was a huge uh, person for me who challenged me to go deeper in my faith, to study scripture, know scripture, um, make good friendships, and then also good potential like dating relationships where those people were going to push me deeper and deeper into my faith and not drag me away. So I had some really good help. You know, nobody gets anywhere on their own. As we all know, I had some good relationships that the Lord brought where people were willing to take time for me. I think, you know, today we're so busy. We run at the speed of light. And I had some people just take time to sit down with me and help me grow up. So I'm flattered, Robin, but you need to know that I was just a walking mess. <laughs> well, and I grew up in Oklahoma City. And I mean, I went to OVU, but just for a year, but I always knew who you were too through church stuff because you your name was always mentioned as a singer. So, I mean, I grew up knowing who you were, even though you didn't know me. That's kind of so, fun. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you now. <laughs> <laughs> so would you start us off today with introducing our listeners to you okay. and just a kind of snapshot of who you live with in your home and your day to day? Like, what's up? What's just a little intro into you? Okay, well, I'm Jamie Smith. That's how I'm known by most people. That is my maiden name. And when I got married uh, 13 years ago next week. Yeah, happy I, anniversary. Thank you. I kept my maiden name because it was a whole lot easier for people to, because everybody would be like, who's Jamie King? And, but I did, I married a King and he is fabulous. He is everything I prayed for. Um, everything my mom prayed for. I was single until I was 38 years old. And so there was a lot of years of praying and hoping that I could get married. And I do love talking to single women today because I can relate, you know, hashtag relate uh, to what they are going through, especially if they are indeed longing to uh, become a wife and a mom. So the people that live in my house are my husband, Justin King. And then we were married for a year when we welcomed our amazing daughter into the world. Uh, so her name is Emery and she's 12. And then our son is Griffin and he just turned 10. So that's my, that's the people I live with in my house. Oh, and I can't forget a cat. We have a cat. Um, <laughs> so she's a cat person. Oh, wow. Well, now I would say we are dog people, but just to be real candid, we we remodeled our house after living here for 12 years. And uh, we have a really, you know, new paint. We didn't get new furniture, but new paint, new curtains, a few things where you're like, uh, a dog is not going to work out. <laughs> right, and right. So we got this cat from my sister-in-law when he was like eight weeks old. And so we're kind of all really addicted to him. 
even though I would have said we were definitely dog people and not cat people, but he is like, he's an awesome cat. Anyway, funny cats are awesome. And his name is Saber because my son is uber into Star Wars. So, you know, lightsaber, his name's Saber. That's so fun. So tell us how you met Justin. So uh, in 2004, I was leading worship for Crossings here in Oklahoma City. They They had started a contemporary service. Uh, in 2004 in their gym. And they this was a, a service that was very different from their traditional service that they were doing in their main sanctuary. And so I guess you could kind of say I was like the guinea pig of, of trying out the contemporary service for crossings. Um, but it worked out really well. I did that for six years for them. But in that second year, 2006, um, the youth minister at that church, you know, that church is like 8,000 members. Mm-hmm. The youth minister of that church, uh, we were talking and planning the worship services that were coming up. And he said, uh, hey, remember when we kind of talked a couple of years ago about, uh, you know, possibly setting you up with someone? And I was like, yeah, I remember that. And I thought he'd forgotten all about it and he was never going to do it. He was like, well, the guy I was thinking about He just stopped dating this other girl and he's available. And I really think like from the moment we talked about it two years ago, that he's the guy. And I was like, what? You know, and at this point I'm like 36 and, uh, and my journals, I have stacks of journals just full of prayer requests, you know, for me to meet someone. And, uh, he's like, I think this is the guy. And I was like, you're crazy. So, you know, because <laughs> when you're 36 years old, you've been on lots of dates and you're just, you might be a little bit like, where is he Lord? You know, <laughs> this guy was like, this is, this is the guy. So I was like, okay, okay. So, um, we go out on a blind date. It was blind for me, but it wasn't for Justin because he had been coming to that service for like a year and a half and watching me lead worship. So he kind of knew, he knew what I looked like. Definitely. He knew my thoughts because I would share, you know, things about God in between songs. And he was actually kind of slightly intimidated and and at first really didn't want to go out with me because he was like, I don't know if I can like stack up to her spiritually or whatever, which I was like, you're crazy after I got to know him. (laughs) So we, anyway, we went on a blind date and that was that I actually loved going out on that first date. I enjoyed him so much. Um, so at the end of the date, I said, so do you want my number? And he said, no, no, no. I'll just get it from Todd, which to this day, we still joke about it because I thought he was blowing me off. And I was like, he's never, I'm never going out on date again. You know, he really was going to get it from Todd. And he called me the very next day. Oh, next day call. Yes. Yeah. Or a text. I don't know, but it was pretty quickly to where I was like, okay. okay." (laughs) Anyway. So uh, we dated for two years and got engaged and then the rest is history. What a sweet story and a sweet answer to prayer that you had prayed many times. I love it. Many times. And I know my mother had prayed many times too. So it was, he is such a gift. He is such an amazing man. I'm so thankful that I get to grow old with him, Lord willing. Oh, so great. I would love to hear a little synopsis of 
your walk with the Lord, like how did you meet the Lord and how did you grow with him? Like what was the timeline for you and that relationship with him? Okay. I'll try to condense. Um, like you, Robin, I got to grow up in church, um, which as a little kid, I loved, loved, loved. Um, but I loved all the songs about God. You know, if I couldn't pay attention during a sermon because I got bored or whatever, the songs were where I got my theology. They were where I got my reverence from God. I remember as like an eight-year-old, I had a record player. I know I'm dating myself. All the record players are back, at, you know, cool again. But I had these two records and it was all just... um scripture and the stories of God. And every time God would talk, there would be a, a, a clap of thunder. And I remember it would give me chills as a little kid. And I just remember thinking, God is so holy. God is so powerful. So I think even from a pretty young age, I had a pretty good understanding of God's powerful awesomeness, his altogether otherness. Um, so then the, the teenage years, whoo, um, I really struggled to find friends that also wanted to live for God. And so I really felt alone during a lot of those years. My high school years were tough, um, trying to find guys to date, um, uh, and just close girlfriends. I remember just counting down the days for high school to end. It wasn't that it was bad. I had good experiences. My choir in high school was amazing, ensemble. I played sports, had great coaches. But just as far as really walking with Jesus, I felt pretty alone. So anybody that's listening to this, if you're in high school or middle school, like I get it. I get that it's hard to find friends who are going to stay committed to the Lord when everybody else is going the other way. It is really tough. I had an amazing youth minister and his wife and their door was always open. And there were many times that I kind of showed up even unannounced, like on a Friday night when all my friends were going to a party and I, I didn't go to the party. I might just show up instead over at Brad and Tammy's house. And they always, always, always welcomed me in. And we'd watch a movie, pop popcorn, hang out, whatever. They were such a refuge for me. And they continued to encourage me to follow Christ when everybody else was going a different direction. So I can't say enough about the influence they had in my life. It was right. huge, huge. Um, my youth minister's wife was always someone I could tell anything to. And when I messed up and I made mistakes, she could just kind of give me a look. <laughs> but it wasn't a look of shame or a look of guilt. It was a look of, you need to talk. And I would just, I could tell her anything. And so it was really amazing um, how she just was someone that could then redirect me to think differently, to go back to the word and to go back to trusting that God had a plan for my life. Um, but it was around my eighth grade year that I became a Christian. Like uh, the pastor said, Jesus wants to be your savior and Lord. Well, the savior part, I think I'd understood since a kid, I'm a sinner, I needed a savior. But he said, and Lord. And that day it was all different. Like for some reason I went, ooh, like that means you're my boss. Like that means you tell me how to live, how to think, how to behave, how to believe. 
And so that part is when it really clicked around eighth grade. And then when I was 16 at False Creek, uh, I surrendered to the ministry. And I didn't know what it was going to look like. Not a clue. Um, And to be a girl, you know, in someone surrendering to the ministry, people tried to put you in a box of, oh, you marry a pastor or you could be Lottie Moon or you'll be a children's pastor. There were a few avenues for you. But but when I said, I think it involves music, then everybody was like, well, don't really know what category to put you in. But what I loved is that as I got into OBU and started making these great relationships, um, in fact, a quick story is that Otis Compton, he campus minister at OBU. I sang a song. Robin, do you remember Noonday? Oh, I do remember it. Yes, I would go. Yeah, I, I would go too, and I loved it. It was just a worship service during a lunch hour, and one day I sang a little track, a song with a track. I wasn't even playing guitar yet. And was it a and cassette tape, Jamie? It was a cassette tape. <laughs> real. That's right. Let's be real. <laughs> and I am certain it was an Amy Grant song. Of course. <laughs> like, without a doubt. But after I was... Friends are friends forever. That's right. No, that's not an Amy Grant. That's a Michael No, that's... Grant. But I was talking about your song. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> You're in the right era. I mean, yeah. all, of it, all of it was going on. And so he pulls me aside after noonday, and he says this. And this was life-changing for me, you guys. He says, Jamie, I know you're going to think I'm weird and charismatic, but I'm okay with that. Um, When you were singing, I felt like the Lord leaned over and whispered in my ear. He said, tell her when she's done singing that I've made her to be a worship leader. Wow. Wow. Life changing. (laughs) So I'm 19 years old and I just want to be the next Amy Grant. You know, I don't have a real plan. I just looked at someone else's plan and was like, oh, I'll do that. You know, like I said, pretty immature. And he said that to me and I said, Otis, I don't even know what that means. And he said, "Uh, I don't either. But that's what the Holy Spirit whispered in my ear. And I said, well, so the minister of music is the guy that stands up at the church and waves his arm directing the hymn. And let me just remind you, that's a guy. (laughs) And he goes, I know, I know. All I can tell you is that the Holy Spirit told me to tell you you're a worship leader. And so I spent the next four years trying to figure out what that meant. Um, But what was so cool about Otis, he just didn't leave me. He started discipling me every week. I would come to his office and we would talk through my life and we would talk about scripture and we would talk about God's plan. And little by little, God started to put all the pieces in place. But that was just one of those huge moments. Robin, you know, I mean, we didn't throw around the term worship leader back then. It was not even really a term. It was minister of music. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what your dad was doing. He was doing it awesomely. I loved watching your dad lead. And we didn't know any women in that role. We didn't. So it was really a different, it was a time of change. And Otis, my gosh, the fact that he just heard the Lord say that, I just, I marvel even to this day about him, you know, being brave enough to even tell me something where we were both like, what? So anyway. 
That is so special. That, that is very special. Yeah. So do you have a time in your life that things got kind of frayed and knotted and uncomfortable? Tell us about that. Um, yes. So post-college, um, I was traveling a lot, like pretty quickly I started traveling and leading worship. Um, so I would say my first three to five years of leading right after college were really hard. Um, I was alone a lot, uh, because the church might call me up and say, come do our disciple now, come do our junior high weekend retreat. Okay. Um, we don't have enough money to bring a band. All we got to you. And I was thrilled. I didn't care if it was me or with the band, but those first probably three years was mostly just me by myself. And that was super hard because I was alone a lot and with strangers a lot. And even though I would be in great churches doing incredible uh, things, seeing God move in the hearts of youth and girls and women's retreats or whatever they were asking me to do, like blown away by how God was using me. I was still by myself. And when you're alone, it's a good breeding ground for the enemy to begin to tell you lies. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll just be honest. I believed a lot of those lies and it was really, really hard. I remember times of opening up my Bible and struggling just to believe like things I had believed my whole life. Mm -hmm. And then I was asked to get on stage and lead worship. And I, I just got busy so fast. It'd be like every weekend and I would come home during the week and all my college friends were getting married or they were, they were teachers. And so they're working Monday through Friday. And so my social world was pretty next to nothing. And it was a tough time, really tough time where I, I gave too much of my mind and heart over to the enemy. And I mean, lies like, you're not good enough. Uh, I don't know why you're believing this stuff. You know, it's not true. Um, you'll, you'll never get married lies. You're not, you're not feminine enough. I mean, you think of whatever the enemy wants to tell you, he will tell you if he knows you'll believe it. And then he just keeps taking you down that rabbit hole of lies. He and is the father of lies. He just twists the truth every time he, sp he speaks. <laughs> He does. And, and I had some good people invest in me. I had one guy tell me, Jamie, your job is to get up in front of people and you're asking the people in front of you to turn their attention and their affection to God. That is your job. If you think the enemy is not going to come after you, you right. are clueless. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy, not tease, pick on, or taunt. Mm -hmm. And I had someone tell me that around 25, 26, and it was like they turned on a light bulb, mm -hmm. and it really helped me. And then the Lord began. Say that again. That was, that was good. Okay, so the John 10, 10 says that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And Jesus goes on to say, I've come to give you life and life more abundant. But the person, for me, they said not tease, pick on or taunt, but kill, still, and destroy. Like he is after you. Yeah. He wants to take you out. He wants to rip the carpet out from under you. If he can get you to stop believing at all in Jesus, 
then he's won because I was going down that path of believing all of this is maybe just not even true. I mean, he really, he was working a number on me. Mm -hmm. And so once I realized that my job was so significant to the body of Christ, like I said, turning their attention and affection towards the Lord, because you know how you feel after you worship for 30 minutes. Like if you're just recklessly lost in his presence, it increases your faith. Yes. yes. It increases your desire to go share the gospel. It increases your desire to live for him. So what, what a worship leader is doing is paramount. A, A worship leader is nurturing the body of Christ. They are causing the body of Christ to marinate on the truth of who God is and consequently on the truth of who you are to God. Mm-hmm. It's big, big, big stuff. And so I had to realize the enemy was after me. And once I, I re- that seems to happen a lot during the college or right after college years when we're trying to figure out who we are and what we believe and what's ours or what did our parents teach us. And it just gets all mangled and twisted. And I think it's at that crux of like, especially when God's like, I have this big plan for you. Yes. You're going to be doing something for me. That's big. That's when the enemy comes in and is like, really? Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you ladies, he, and he about got away with it. I mean, if it had it not been for some people who kind of looked into me and saw past what I was pretending to be, you know, cause I was sure pretending like I had it all together. Because I had, you know, 64 dates on my calendar and I'm supposed to show up and be the person. And there were some key people who came along and were able to help me by by looking past the fakeness that I was presenting and into me and helped me kind of, kind of get my footing again, uh, and get away from believing the lies. And I got into counseling. I love, love, love Christian counseling. Yes, and amen. Say that again. I love Christian counseling. I think it is so key and so helpful. And my husband and I have had marital counseling. We even did counseling before we got engaged. I mean, a good Christian counselor can really change your life because they are gonna give you the truth of God's word And when we have his word, we can see the lies for what they are. We can get rid of the lies and we can replace that lie with God's truth. You see, that has to happen because if we're clinging to a lie and we push it out, we got to have a truth to put in its place. Mm -hmm. You know, so if I believe I'm not enough, well, if I take that out, I got to put the truth in that God says, you are enough, Jamie, just the way I made you. All the things I deposited into you, I did intentionally. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I want to use all of your life experiences as you lead worship for the body of Christ. We're going to use all of those things to nurture the body of Christ, to call the body of Christ to me mm-hmm. so that I'm high and lifted up and everyone is drawn to me. And when I'm, when I'm mentoring other worship leaders today, I tell them, you are as you are. Don't try to be Jamie Smith. You be you and whatever that God has deposited into you, your personality, your life experiences, your voice, your ability, all of it. He wants to use in a unique way to nurture the body of Christ. Don't try to be someone else, be you. And the Lord just taught me all of that 
And then once I did some good counseling, whew, I got a little better, but it probably was most of my 20s before I really started depending on God's word to change my mind, therefore to change the way I react in certain situations, therefore to change the way I behave, and then therefore change the way I live. But it's all about programming your mind with God's word first. It makes me think of the instruction we hear in Romans 12, 1 and 2 about renewing our minds. So there's never a day that we don't need to renew our minds in the truth. We need it every day, especially when we know that the enemy is out to attack us. And we need the truth to, just like you said, replace the lie. So renewing our mind gives us that jubilant of, I know this, I remember this, I can do this, God is with me. And instead of hanging on to the lies of, I'm just going to give up, this is all worthless. Okay, yeah. anyway, you know. That's yeah. right. That's right. And I think counseling is such a big part of it because sometimes we just need somebody from the outside that's not involved in our mess to go, here's what I'm seeing. Here's what I'm hearing you say. Because we just can't get out of our own way when we're in the middle. Totally. Of and it's not a friend who will tell us what we want to hear. Right. You know, I had, a, I had plenty of people around me telling me what I wanted to hear. But yes, going to a counselor and and having someone look at you and say, hmm, you know, is is very different and very needed. And I very much needed it. Right, right. Well, I have a feeling that there may be some people listening today that are (laughs) nodding their head and saying, I know. I know they're wrong. I need to call. I need to get a counsel. I need to do this. And so listeners, if that's you, just be brave and do it. There is such a wealth of strength and hope and help that if we don't try to live this Christian life alone, and of course, Christian community, small groups, your Bible study groups, yes, yes, yes to all of those. But there is a really important aspect that some of us really need a time where we're saying, I need to go to a professional who knows what they're talking about here (laughs) that can help me unlock a key that I just have been missing. So if you're one of those people, listeners, today's the day. Maybe you need to hear that. So Today is the day. It is. It's important. It's so important that we care for ourselves and that, you know, I'm thinking even of moms out there who are like, well, when do I have the time? You know, it's important to make the time. Well, and we live in an age where it's so much more accessible now. I mean, you can do tele tele counseling appointments. You can I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can do. So I mean, that can't really be an excuse anymore. I agree. (laughs) It is it is you are worth it. That's what I'm saying to the listener. You are worth it. You're Mm -hmm. worth taking the time to sit down and talk to someone. You are worth it. So you have a big project coming up. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we're so excited about it. Well, thank you. Um, We are releasing a new Christmas CD called All This Is Christmas. And it is currently on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, Of course, if you're one of those dinosaurs that still wants the actual CD, you can get one of those too at my website, which is jamiesmith.com. But we, we do Christmas shows every December. We've done them every December since 2005. 
which was when I released my first uh, Christmas CD. And so um, every December we're doing a Christmas concert slash night of worship. So um, we're all, we're pretty much all booked up this December already, but if anybody's listening and still wants to contact us, we still have some weekends open. We still have some Wednesday nights available. Um, so yes, please reach out to us if that's something you'd want to do. Um, and what I wrote for them to, for listeners to get your music. I mean, Hey, today's the day guys. It's, it's December 6th. Go ahead and grab wow. this right now. And if you want the actual hard copy CD, you can get one. <laughs> you can get one. Stream it. Just get it. So, yeah. So anyway, we, we, uh, we wrote these songs last year, like kind of, and also in 2020, and we just were wanting to write some songs that would kind of reflect uh, what we'd all been through with the pandemic. And we just started thinking about like tangible things were taken away um, from a lot of us, but intangible things are not. Things like hope and love and forgiveness. And so our the single Celebrate Christmas Day is all about that. Like there's a line in the song that just says, forgiveness is the gift that no one can take away. And that's why we celebrate Christmas Day. So, and then the rest of the songs are just like, all the songs you're going to know, like Hark the Herald Angels and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and Little Drummer Boy. Oh, on Little Drummer Boy, my son sings. How um, special. He's nine. Well, he was nine when he did it. And uh, he sings in the middle of Little Drummer Boy. He sings, I Surrender All. Oh, Aww, that is so great. Sweet. And it's precious in his little, like, tender sweet voice that hasn't changed yet oh so <laughs> it's real it's real special we're I'm buying the cd today jamie i cannot wait okay. and Thank little drummer boy is chris's my husband chris's favorite christmas song so that will be i will really look forward to that one Oh, thank you. And I will download on Spotify because I'm above to see buying CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, you do you. <laughs> and listeners, I have to say some of my favorite music of Jamie's that I have over the years, some of my favorite is the music that is just scripture mm. to music. So I want to encourage you to check that out. That's a really great way for your own a memory of scripture and plus for your children if you yes. want to just let them as young kids just get the word of God committed to memory I feel like music is one of the very best ways to do that yeah because we really lock into melodies in our brain it, it helps us to remember and recall yeah. how things even flow it just changes not just say here's a scripture and a verse but here's how the song of it goes it changes yeah. So I'm so, to looking it up. So there's two CDs, parents, that you can get. One is called Verse, and all 12 songs are just straight scripture. I mean, we didn't even change the words to make them rhyme. Like you're just straight memorizing the NIV. And then our other CD is called No Matter What. And we did that specifically for kids. Um, and so it's No Matter What is God Loves You No Matter What. And uh, when my son was about three, I mean, he got in trouble. I don't remember what he did, but I was so mad at him. And I, you know, I did the whole go to your room. And he went to his room. He was crying and the door was shut. And through the door, I heard him singing. And this is Psalm 121, one, 
which is my help comes from the Lord. But through his tears, I heard him going, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. My help comes from the Lord. I mean, he was in trouble and he was turning to the Lord. It was awesome. I'm like, that is why we make these songs. That very reason right there. (laughs) That's sweet. That is, that is so sweet. Oh my goodness. So um, before we uh, wrap this up today, I was wondering, do you have a final word of encouragement or advice that you want us to hear, you want to give us uh, to our listeners today, just something that you want to send us with? Mm. Um, You know, God, just like we talked about earlier, God's word is going to have in it what you need to get through your day. Um, If you think you've read it all, maybe you have, but it's time to go back to it and get in, get deep into it again. Um, Cause Robin, what you said earlier, we need it every day um, because we leak, we <laughs> leak. It comes out and we're going to go back to the well every day and get more mm-hmm. um, because the world is going to influence me to put myself first. The word is going to tell me to put others first. The world and culture is going to influence me to think, oh, love you, take care of you, like, you you know, keep me in the center of my world. The word is going to have me put Jesus in the center. Um, the word is going to remind me to love people. You know, it, it. the word is going to remind me that Jesus is in control of all of this. The word is going to remind me that he died for me and he rose again. And one day he's coming back. So I have hope when I feel hopeless and when I feel depressed and when there's things going on in life where I'm just like, ah, I have to go to the word. So yeah, if I could leave with any thought, it would be, um, we are, we're, we're pretty biblically illiterate and I'll just include me in that. Uh, we're, we're so consumed with our phones and with everything else. And my challenge to all of us just find that spot every day where like Robin, like you said, where you renew your mind, with God's word every day because then you're going to have hope. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this today. We are so grateful that you spent time with us. And I mean, I just look up to you so much, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you for Robin, the- it's my pleasure. And thank you for just letting the Lord use you and your gifts, taking the opportunity to say what I have is yours, Lord, and take me where you will. And he has. And you've had your hands open, just letting him take you and use you. And and then I am so thrilled that here you are 13 years after the, the joy of receiving the gift of your husband. You never knew if that was going to be something he gave you, but he did. And I love that. He did. Yes. Um, yeah. Such so, a gift. Yeah. He's, he's so good. And so thanks for just being a reminder today of his goodness, his faithfulness, and just letting God use you. Thank you, ladies. It was such a pleasure to talk to you guys. And I pray for uh, continued success with your podcast. And I'm so glad you guys are taking time to encourage listeners with the love of Christ. He will never let us go. 
one more, one final time. How can we get your Christmas project? Where do we go? Where do we? You get? can go to iTunes. You can go to any digital platform. It's there. Um, if you want the actual CD, go to jamiesmith.com. And that's J-A-M-I smith.com. Uh, but it's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. Won't be available in stores like at Target and... No, just no? Okay. just at my website if you want the actual uh, tangible CD. Okay. All, right. All this is Christmas. Well, Merry right. Christmas to you, Jamie. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Enjoyed it so much being with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners, thanks so much for joining us. That was such a great episode and I loved what I really got was that the enemy did not the enemy did come to kill still and destroy not just to tease pick on or taunt he didn't come just to poke at us he came to kill still and destroy yeah and so when we when we recognize that we can take our concerns to Jesus and have his defense and his help we can trust him in that and it opens our eyes to the fact that okay you know I'm, I'm not crazy. This is, these thoughts and lies, that's from the enemy, and I'm going to beat this because Jesus is with me. Um, and you know what? Today, this may be the perfect day for you to renew your mind. If you haven't spent time in God's Word yet, just make time to spend time reading and meditating on the truth in Scripture today. Um, you may want to check out Jamie's CDs, verse, or No Matter What. Both of those are just setting scripture to music and really an encouraging way to memorize scripture. And speaking of music, guess what? Jamie Smith is letting us have a sneak peek into her album. And if you'll just listen after we close out this outro, you get to hear one of her new songs from All This Is Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) So we'll get you all ready for the Christmas spirit. Thanks for joining us. Remember to rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends, share it on social media, and we will be back in a couple weeks. Dance on the wall Mama reads the story